ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. With the Reserve Bank hitting borrowers with yet another interest rate rise, households will be feeling even greater financial strain. And there's concern last week's decision to increase the minimum wage could further fuel inflation, pushing rates even higher. Today, business and economics reporter Gareth Hutchins on whether or not the wage increase signals there's more pain to come. Gareth, the Reserve Bank has put rates up again. The cash rate has gone up to 4.1%. That's a quarter of a percentage point increase. And for those who This will be the 12th rate rise since May last year and it is hurting a lot of people. It's going to be painful for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> means people have to hand over even more money to their bank in higher interest payments if you're on variable rate mortgage. People who are still on fixed rates who will be switching to variable rates soon, will, it means their rate shock will be even higher. And the RBA may not even be done yet. Yeah. This morning, the Bureau of Statistics will be releasing its GDP data for the March quarter, and that will tell us how much the economy was travelling over the first three months of this year. And the RBA will be very interested in that data to see if economic activity has really slowed down. So it will be basing its interest rate decisions on that data. Okay, so there could be more to come. Of course, this, Gareth, is all about inflation, getting inflation back to the RBA's target of between 2 and 3%. So just remind me, where are we sitting now? How far off are we from that target range? Very far away. Headline inflation is running at an annual rate of 7%. It's down from its peak of 7.8%. It's still too high. Uh, if you strip some of the most volatile price movements out of that, though, inflation is, is running at 6.6% which is down from its peak of 6.9%. It's tentatively showing that things are heading in the right direction, but the RBA still doesn't think inflation will be back around 2.5% for a couple of years. Gosh, a couple of years sounds like a long time. So inflation is doggedly high, and that's making things really tough for a lot of people. I want to have a look with you now, Gareth, at the minimum wage, because this is related. This is related to inflation. And last week, the Fair Work Commission announced that it will increase the minimum wage by 8.6%. And there was concern from some quarters that, in fact, that could make inflation worse, that that could actually lead to more rate rises. Yeah, the Fair Work Commission has decided to increase the minimum wage by $1.85 an hour. Mm -hmm. So that means from July, it will increase from $21.38 to $23.23 per hour. That's an increase of $70 a week. Now, think about that. An extra $70 a week is food you couldn't afford before. It's some extra petrol. It's some new shoes for your kid. Like It, it can make a big difference. A little over 180,000 people are paid the minimum wage in Australia. They're the lowest paid workers in the country. Now, there is a debate over whether this move will make inflation worse at a time when the RBA is trying to bring inflation down. Because if it makes inflation worse, then will it mean that the RBA has to raise rates even more than it wanted to? But that's not a consensus view, and it's a complicated question. Yeah, OK, so let's get into that debate a bit more in a moment. 
But let's just chat briefly, Gareth, about the process of setting the minimum wage. How long have we even had a minimum wage? How does this work? Ah, well, um, <laughs> you, you, you can trace the minimum wage back to the 1890s, really. We had bloody industrial conflicts in that depression era, major strikes of that decade. Now, those events eventually led to a famous court decision in 1907 by Justice Henry Higgins of the Arbitration Court. It's called the, the Harvester Decision because it was about the Sunshine Harvester factory in, in the west of Melbourne. He ruled that an unskilled labourer should be paid a living wage, or what he called a family wage, which was enough to support a wife and a couple of children to live in frugal comfort. Now that decision led to what became known as the basic wage. And by the 1920s, that basic wage applied to over half of Australia's workforce. It has been a giant task building up of this system of industrial regulation, a standard basic wage and standard hours of work have been established. Now, through the rest of the 20th century, the nature and role of that minimum wage evolved with the economy. Uh, it eventually became a wage for a single person with different government payments added on top of the wage to suit someone's circumstances, such as whether you have children or not. Now we have a whole list of different wage standards, like different minimum wages for apprentices and trainees. I mean, when I was doing a building apprenticeship in 2001 and I was paid $5 an hour. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was the standard, $200 a week. Now you pay $6 for a coffee. So anyway, the $5 an hour, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. So the way that we look at the minimum wage has changed over time and it's progressively, I assume, gone up over time as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's had to increase in line with inflation as the, the economy has changed. Now, if you go back to 1966, now that, that was the year when our currency officially changed over from using pounds mm -hmm. and shillings and pence to using dollars and cents. In come the dollars, in come the cents, to replace the pounds and the shillings and the pence. In 1966, the minimum wage was around a dollar an hour. Now, next month, it will be $23 per hour. Mm -hmm. $882 a week. Yeah. Okay. So it's gone up over that time, of course, as everything's got more expensive, those coffees I just mentioned particularly. Yep. All right, Gareth, explain to me then how the Fair Work Commission actually comes up with that figure when it knows it needs to actually increase the minimum wage. How does it figure that out? Yeah. So it has, it has an expert panel which reviews the level of the minimum wage every year. It sits down, it, they look at the state of the economy, at inflation, at labour markets, at relative living standards, and the needs of the lowest paid. Then they look at the economy from the perspective of employers to see how trade's doing, how confident consumers are, how employers are bearing their labour costs. And weighing all of those things up, the panel then does its best to strike the right balance for everyone. Now this year, the, the panel said it was one of the toughest reviews in memory, given we have such an unusual set of circumstances. We have this high rate of inflation that's causing the real value of people's wages to deteriorate. We have this exceptionally low rate of unemployment. The Reserve Bank's been hiking rates really quickly. Now economic officials are forecasting a significant slowdown in the economy in coming months to be accompanied by some rising unemployment. So it's dealing with a situation where there is a lot of political attention on these mandated pay rises mm. in a situation of high inflation. And the Commission also had to take into account some important changes made to the Fair Work Act by the Albanese government late last year after it won the election. Okay, so tell me about those changes. What changed once Anthony Albanese came to power? 
Yeah, so it was part of the government's Secure Jobs, Better Pay Bill. Today is a win for the heroes of the pandemic. The cleaners, the disability workers. It changed the Fair Work Act to require the Commission to give greater emphasis to issues of gender equality and job security Mm -hmm. in its decision-making. Now, this is really important because it means for the first time, the Commission was expected to also think about how to eliminate gender-based undervaluation of work. Now, it means the Commission has to consider whether the existing minimum wage and award minimum wage rates constitute a properly valued and non-gender biased foundation Mm -hmm. upon which to make wages adjustment. So I'll put this into plain English. Yes. It means the commission has to think about the pay rates of awards and industries in which the majority of employees are women. Mm -hmm. And it also has to think about the gender pay gap. And one of the ways you can close the gender pay gap is to increase the hourly rate of pay of industries that are heavily feminized. Mm -hmm. So think of the care economy, childcare, aged care, healthcare. And as it happens, the majority of award-reliant workers are women. So if you increase award rates of pay, you help to close the gender pay gap at the same time. And this was part of an election promised by the government. People are doing it really tough. They're on $20.33 an hour. The cost of everything that they buy is going up. But What it all means is that not. we're getting an increase in the minimum wage of 8.6% in July. And we're going to see the, some award rates of pay increase by 5.75%. Okay, so let's return now, Gareth, to this debate about whether this increase in the minimum wage could actually fuel inflation further, meaning more rate rises. I can see Tony Burke, the minister, he's describing this wage decision as the best decision we have ever had. They've handed down the best outcome for award wages in the history of these decisions. But the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry and even the Governor of the Reserve Bank, Philip Lowe, they don't share Tony Burke's enthusiasm. Philip Lowe, uh, he says wage growth hasn't been driving this inflation up until now, Mm -hmm. but we need to be vigilant. Um, Unit labour cost growth in Australia is quite high. We've got wages growth of three and three quarter percent and low, no productivity growth. His whole reason for being as the RBA governor is to prevent a wage price spiral. Now, Phil Lowe says he doesn't want to see wages growing too quickly from here without an accompanying growth in productivity because you need the productivity growth for living standards to improve. And if you're just going to get wages growing with no productivity growth, it means the value of people's wages will continue to deteriorate and we'll just we'll just end up in this really bad situation. This view of Philip Lowe, that's shared by... Some economists as well, isn't it? Some economists, they do think these pay increases will end up pushing inflation higher and put more pressure on the RBA to lift rates with the clear potential for more job losses. Mm, But there's a counter-argument to all of that as well, isn't there? What's that? Yeah, the Fair Work Commission itself has said that the lowest pay people in Australia are so low paid that they're just struggling to make it through each day. Mm. (laughs) And these pay increases will only account for about 11% of the nation's total wage bill and will not cause or contribute to any wage price spiral. Mm -hmm. So that's its view. Yeah, and as you say, the $70 extra a week, that can be absorbed pretty quickly. 
So, Gareth, who's right then? Is this increase in the minimum wage inflationary or is it not? I think we will have to wait and see. <laughs> I know it's a type of answer that people don't like to hear, but it, it will depend on a lot of things, like how the economy responds to the RBA's rate hikes, what's going to happen to employment this year, what will happen in, if other major economies fall into recession in the next 12 months, what happens with the war in Ukraine and global supply chains. But I don't think you can say... If we see more inflation, it will all be the fault of the minimum wage increasing. The world just doesn't work like that. Gareth Hutchins is a business and economics reporter based in Canberra. Philip Lowe says the further increase in interest rates is to provide greater confidence that inflation will return to target within a reasonable time frame. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App, Flint Duxfield and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.